Ethan Alden. Reviews Movies. From Space. Welcome. This is Ethan Alden. Welcome to my podcast. I'll explain the premise again for those who don't know. I'm the guy who won the trip up to the space station on a Pop-Tarts box. And then, as you guys know, the apocalypse happened and I got stuck up here. And all my cohort, I guess, uh, the other people on the space station, that is, they all got on escape pods, but I was taking a nap. So I got left up here, and that was 10 years ago, and now the we've defeated the Lizard King and his people and are at this sort of tenuous agreement with them, and now we're back to um, reconstructing society. So, um, yeah, happy to be here doing this podcast. I, I There's not a lot to do up here, so I... Um, do this podcast for a way for me to engage with the arts, which I was already watching these movies, but then my AI therapist was like, well, why don't you try and do a podcast about them and you could kind of engage with with a community about it. So that's what I'm doing now. Three blessings from the week. I went on a spacewalk, which, sorry, NASA, I did do that. NASA really doesn't like that I went on a spacewalk. They talked to me about it. We've we've been in talks because they don't have the resources to come up and get me yet. So I'm still just stuck up here because we're just kind of getting civilization back on its feet after the apocalypse. And uh, NASA just doesn't have, it doesn't really exist in the format it used to. So I'm still stuck up here. And I've been talking to NASA, and I mentioned that I went on a nice leisurely spacewalk on the outside of the station, and they freaked out, to be frank. They were pretty upset about it. They said something about, you know, I haven't really, I'm not technically, because I'm just a civilian who came up here. I'm not an astronaut or anything. And they were nervous that I was leaving the ship or the space station to to do a spacewalk. But I did do a spacewalk during the couple months before the apocalypse when everything was running normally. I did have one of the astronauts did teach me how to do one. And I've been doing them these whole past 10 years. So NASA said, you got to stop. And I said, sorry, I'm going to keep doing it. And I know that may be difficult. They didn't, And it wasn't because there's like an equipment problem because the equipment's good. And they admitted that. They just were uncomfortable with it, frankly. Um, but, you know, I've been up here 10 years and I've had to make some of my own life decisions. And I know it's a bit anti-authoritarian, like, is, if that's a word, author- uh, anti-authority. But um, I feel comfortable. I'm confident with my ability to do a spacewalk. And I've done it many times over the past 10 years. It's uh, I do it like once a week just kind of the, to get out there and be because it's fun, you know. It's rad. So, uh, yeah, that was a highlight. And I, I, I'm a little bit, I, I feel good about myself for, you know, establishing when they told me, hey, you really shouldn't do that. And I said, with all due respect, I, I feel confident and I'm going to keep doing it. And I, it felt good. It felt sort of empowering. And they didn't really like to hear that. I think some of the people I was talking to uh, sort of understood and some of them didn't, they still didn't like it. But, that was a highlight. 
let's see. Oh, and in that conversation, this is crazy. I realized I'm commander now because everybody left and it's just me. So technically, I am Commander Alden of the space station. And that's awesome. I didn't do a damn thing to become commander. And but I just am. So, yeah, it feels pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I've been wearing these flight suits and feeling like an astronaut, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I wasn't trained in the same way these NASA guys were, and I respect what they have been trained to do, at least the guys who were around 10 years ago. So I, I would I would never disrespect that, but hey, I've been living up here for 10 years, and I've even made a couple repairs on the station when need be, uh, which I had to figure out from Russian manuals, which are really hard to translate, so... Um, because it's not a Roman alphabet. I don't know. I'm I'm sure you guys knew that. But uh, I'm I'm Commander. So I thought about putting that into the podcast title because by the time this comes out, I'll have a title. Right now, I don't. I was thinking of coming up with an uh, an acronym. So I thought of Commander Alden's movie podcast, and I could call it Camp. But it doesn't really have anything to do with camp or camping. And I don't, I, I don't know, I, it doesn't, camp has so many other connotations to it that I just don't really need to associate myself with. So that was just an idea. And I thought I would sort of shoot the breeze with you guys about that. And, and I would say if you guys have an idea to uh, tweet in, but I want to decide. So, yep, I'm going to decide. Uh, oh, now that the internet is back. I had to install 10 years worth of updates to Professor Pizza Party, my AI therapist, and I was really nervous that that would mess him up. And when I started installing them, it said, this will take two years to install. And I was, yeah, I was nervous that my friend would be gone. I kind of consider him a friend now. And and, uh, all of the updates eventually went through. It didn't take two weeks. It only took 78 hours, but when it did go through he was the same and he remembered me and everything there was a part where he started speaking in russian but because i studied all of those manuals i picked up a a little bit of what he was saying but then he switched to english so it was fine but that was that was a point of tension and i'm just so grateful that he's still around so that was a highlight this episode we are talking about classic classic film black panther here's a summary of what happens in the movie two guys are fighting over a flower which at first i thought was to give their mom because i think they're brothers or they maybe they're cousins but they i know they're related but they actually didn't uh give the flower to their mom they drank it and it gave them superpowers and then there's this secret hidden force field and they're trying to decide if they want to leave it turned on and keep it secret or if they just turn it off and show everybody hey we have one of these and that's a big thing that they're deciding and then one of the flower boys is not he's a nice guy and the other one's really angry and also scaly he takes off his shirt and he has all these scales on his body i don't know i think he needs a moisturizer or something but that's pretty much the plot of the movie who's in it chadwick boseman who you may know from the Dodgers. I guess he used to play for the Dodgers. Like I said, many times, internet's not totally back, so 
I just Google this stuff and you know, whatever comes up, comes up. It's, I don't have access to what, what it was like 10 years ago. So I found an image of him sliding, uh, you know, into home plate or I don't know what plate it was. And he's wearing a Dodgers uniform. So Chadwick Bozeman used to play for the Dodgers, I guess. But he's wearing number 42, which I thought was weird because Jackie Robinson was number 42 and they permanently retired that number. So unless it was Jackie Robinson Day, I bet that was it. So it's a photo of him on Jackie Robinson Day because that's the day that everybody wears number 42. But he's in the movie. And then Lupita Nyong'o from Star Wars. She plays the character with the high-waisted pants in Star Wars. And then Michael Jordan, retired Chicago Bulls basketball player. I didn't know he was in it. I looked for him and I didn't see him. So he must have had some cameo where he was wearing a helmet or something because I didn't, I don't remember seeing him. And Letitia Wright is in the movie from a movie called Small Axe. And then Daniel Kaluuya, but there might be like a firewall that NASA has on the computer because when i googled daniel kaluuya to see what movies he had been in before it just said get out like get out get off of these stop searching this so you i don't know whoever doesn't have a firewall maybe tweet in what movies he's been in and then a lot of people in this movie also in this movie is forrest whitaker who you guys won't know him from this but i know him from this recurring dream that i have where he keeps saying, you should try Space Toast. You should try Space Toast, which I finally did try. And I mentioned on a couple episodes ago, I did try Space Toast. And it was it was the same <clears throat> as regular toast. And then I dreamt the recurring dream again. And this time he said, did you try Space Toast? And I said, yeah. Was there something specific that you wanted me to note about it? Because it was sort of the same. But then I woke up. So... If I dream it again, I'll see what he says and I'll let you guys know. But I don't know what his obsession with that is. E is for enjoyment. The part of the show where I mention the things about the movie that I liked. It's kind of a sci-fi movie, which I really like. Sci-fi is a very cool genre. And there's also a lot of black actors, which is really cool to see. And Panthers are cool. I liked that. I like that there are panthers in it. You don't see a lot of movies with panther in the title or that talk about panthers. And I've been really missing animals since our menagerie was emptied, which is another story. We have a menagerie up here, but it's empty now. We didn't have a panther, (laughs) but we had a leopard and I've been missing big cats ever since. So it was just cool to see panthers in a movie. Um, There's also a lot of vibrant colors in this movie, which is really cool to see. I liked that. I liked that there was a waterfall. We don't have waterfalls up here. We have a fountain, but it's broken. And um, it's not that I haven't tried to fix it or that I couldn't fix it. It's that I don't. It just doesn't seem like a good use of water. I don't even know where the water comes from. And I drink water here. So I didn't want to waste water on a fountain. So we do have a fountain, but uh, in any way, even if it was turned on, it wouldn't be as big as a waterfall. So it was really cool to see a waterfall. I really miss nature up here. Um, the tissue box. This is a part of the show where I say the things in the movie that made me cry. 
I did cry at one point, but I don't I don't want to describe it because it was at the very end of the movie and I don't want to spoil the movie for you, but let me just say that it involves the scaly flower boy and the waterfall. So it was emotional for me personally. Um I, I, I hope I didn't ruin it by saying that. If I did, just rewind the podcast and then fast forward past this part so you don't have to hear it. Parental guidance. This is a part of the show where I list any potential triggers for if you want to watch this with your kids or if you personally have some things that you can't watch, which is totally fair. Just because you're quote unquote an adult, that doesn't mean you're not a sensitive person. And so I'm, I have the parental guidance part, which is a misnomer, I suppose, and I might change it, but it's more of like a trigger warning part of the show where I talk about things that you may want to watch out for emotionally. First of all, Lizard Watch. That's something we do every episode. After the Lizard King apocalypse, I just want to be sensitive. And so every episode I t- talk about whether there, whether there were any lizards in the film. And in this film, like I said, one of the flower boys is really scaly and it is a little bit reminiscent of a lizard. So just wanted to give you guys that heads up. Um, You don't think about it at first because he's wearing a shirt when you first meet him, but then later he takes off the shirt. So think about that and prepare yourself emotionally, I guess. He doesn't really look much like a lizard, but hey, that's not for me to say. I mean... If you're watching it, maybe it will remind you of a lizard. And, you know, I couldn't criticize that. I don't really know your guys' experience down there since I've been up here. And so I really want to try and be sensitive about your guys' feelings on lizards and the Lizard King. And I know it's hard to talk about, but I think it's important and, and better, you know, to hear it from someone like me than to go in blind and be blindsided by a lizard. So just to know the scaly boy might remind you of one there's another part where they do drink the juice of the flower like i said so if you have kids and you also have purple flowers in your garden you may want to keep an eye on them and make sure they don't go messing up your purple flowers they also never give the flowers to their mom like i thought they were going to so if you're a mom and it's you just may not want to watch this around Valentine's Day or Mother's Day if it reminds you that you did not get flowers. Of course, maybe you did get flowers and it'll be a positive memory for you. But this is not for, this is just in case I wanted to mention that. Also, the movie is zoologically inaccurate. They have some fantasy animals that don't exist that sort of reminded me of rhinos but they're not rhinos they're definitely made up and they're definitely cgi so if you're teaching um your children about real animals there are panthers in this movie which are real so that's a plus but there are fake animated rhinos which are not real to my knowledge although i don't know what things are like down there i guess for the past 10 years, you may have different animals. Maybe the Lizard King brought some, but just may want to know that before you go showing this movie to your kids and having them think they know how the world works when it's misleading them. Rating. I would give this movie five out of five stars. Stars for space. It was good. I liked it. Tweet them and weep. This is a part of the show where I read tweets from you guys. 
So the first tweet is from at how much wood would a woodchuck Norris Chuck Norris, who says, please watch Escape from New York with Chick Norris, which I think is a typo. I don't, but I, I also don't think, unless he has a brother or a sister, I guess Chick Norris could be a sister. But man, well, then my comment may be inaccurate. I was going to say Chuck Norris isn't in Escape from New York, but maybe Chick Norris is. But it's not Chuck Norris who's the lead anyway. And if Chuck Norris was in it, he would be the lead because this movie came out back in the, I think, the 70s or the 80s. So uh, Escape New York from New York's lead is Kurt. Um, oh, my gosh. What is his name? Kurt. Kurt something. Vonnegut? That doesn't sound right. But I don't, I don't think it's Chuck Norris. Uh, but maybe I will watch Escape from New York. So, um, but if you're wanting me to watch something with Chuck Norris or Chick Norris, then maybe tweet in and clarify at how much wood would a wood Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris, and then I'll respond to that. At Dr. Strange Love Loves Dr. Strange says, maybe, um, oh, I'm sorry. I was reading my notes wrong. I might review Dr. Strange also, by the way. Although I don't speak Pig Latin. My cousin said he's called Dr. Strange because he speaks Pig Latin. Um, and I don't speak it. So unless they have an English language version, I don't know if I'll be able to understand what they're saying or if they have subtitles. But you know, my cousin really likes to mess with me. So I'm actually not sure if, if that's true. So I'll consider it. But anyway, uh, Dr. Strange Love Loves Dr. Strange says, you've been up there 10 years. Aren't you running out of food? No. We have a lot of space food stored away up here. It's a pretty big station, and there's there's lots, lots. It's it's a bit overwhelming. I opened a closet the other day to find, I think I mentioned before that I found Twister in the closet, and I opened the closet to find um, and where I found Twister, and I was hit by like an avalanche of prepackaged space food, and it took me like 10 minutes to swim out of it. It was pretty anxiety inducing i haven't explored every inch of this ship even in 10 years not that it's not that i couldn't have it's not that big but it's pretty big it's bigger than the i don't know if there's pictures of it online i tried to look so that i could reference um but uh it's not it's not it's it is significantly bigger than the international space station was before it became sentient but um it isn't you know, like a city or anything. I could have explored the whole thing by now, but I didn't really need to. And especially in the first couple of years, I was trying to be really respectful of NASA um, when I thought maybe they would get in touch with me. But after a while, when I realized that we, this was going to be my situation for a while, then I started looking around, exploring more and, and going on those spacewalks that NASA doesn't really like. So... Uh, there's plenty of food. I'm okay. Uh, it doesn't all taste great because it's space food. It's prepackaged, but there's plenty of food. Uh, last week's quote was, um, you think I could cut out a little early? I got some stuff I got to do. It's cool. I could stay. That is from School of Rock. 
Nobody guessed that. Although, at Fezziwig's Fez and Wig from Twitter did guess was last week's quote from The Passion of the Christ. I guess I can see why you thought that, because thematically the quote is sort of, you know, the, the Christ leaves earth when he dies, but that's not, that's inaccurate. That's not, it's from School of Rock. And today's quote is, where's the giant, Mansley? That one might be kind of obvious, but I love that quote, so I thought I would give it. Where's the giant, Mansley? Tweet in your guesses. Also, I wanted to follow up before I leave here about uh, the greenhouse I mentioned last time. Thank you guys so much for letting me process that with you guys. We have a greenhouse up here, and I left it unattended for like six years, and I was I started to get stressed about it because I realized that the the plants in there could grow and compromise the integrity of the hull, and I had to go trim the branches and I, be, because I left it for six years without cutting them I was really stressed about it and I just thought I was so dreading it guys I like couldn't sleep the um, the night before I did it and and I was just it was just something I put off and I should have taken care of a long time ago and I didn't um, but I wanted to follow up with you guys and let you know because I know a lot of people feel that way about about stuff that they're trying to do um, they can feel stressed out, and I want to let you guys know I went in there, and it was um, it wasn't so bad. The oak tree, which I was particularly worried about, was not breaching the hole. Nothing was, and I had a I actually had a really good time. It was nice. I turned on some music, and I just trimmed in there, and I kind of got carried away and trimmed for a long time and suddenly realized, man, I've been in here and it was pretty zen. It's like I'm a karate kid when he's trimming the bonsai tree. It was kind of like that. We do have one bonsai tree and I, you know, but you can only spend so much time on that because they're tiny. So that part was great because it reminded me of the karate kid, but the rest was also good too. It was really fun. So yeah, I just wanted to share that because a lot of people can get scared and nervous about things that they have to do and that they think will be scary. And I once had a friend tell me, sometimes when I'm dreading something, I realize, you know, that may mean I actually end up really liking it. And that's obviously not a one-size-fits-all thing. But it is something to think about. Sometimes there's something you have all this resistance to, and then you go and try it, and you're like, I had a blast, actually. So I did want to share that with you guys because that was a positive thing. And I wanted to save it for the end instead of having it in my three blessings part of the show. Um, but now three things I'm looking forward to when I get back to Earth. Animals. Like I said, we used to have a leopard and a whole menagerie, but that and I'll get into that later, but we don't have that anymore. So I'm really excited to get back to Earth and see some animals. Um, another thing I'm looking forward to is regular pizza. You have space pizza, and it's pretty... It is It is a good... It's a, one of the better meals we have, but it, it, ta it doesn't taste great compared to real pizza. So, man, am I looking forward to pizza down there. And then the third thing I'm looking forward to is um, uh, lactose enzyme pills because dairy kind of messes me up. And um, while 
most of the meat up here is fake meat. So I'm still on a vegetarian diet like I was before I got up here, which is great. Um, there is a lot of stuff up here that has cheese in it and it can, it's not great for my digestion. Although aged cheese is not as bad for your, for your stomach. I heard once, uh, somebody told me that when I went into a cheese shop 10 years ago, they said, buy Parmesan or buy aged stuff. Cause that doesn't mess with your stomach as much, which I mean, the stuff up here is pretty old cause it's been in packages for you know, years, but it still messes with my digestion. So really looking forward to getting back home. And I, well, I guess I should have just said dairy-free options, but I'm also, I like cheese. So I'm also looking forward to, uh, 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 lactose enzyme pills. And that about wraps it up for this week. Tune in next time. Tweet in to guess what you think the quote is from and tweet in if you have any comments or concerns and, uh, um, even criticisms, although I'd prefer if you kept them on the light side of this is a positive show, but, uh, uh I do love hearing from you guys. And th- this is a, this is a place where we can disagree comfortably. So if you guys have something you have beef with me about, uh, speaking of meat again, just let me know and we can have a civilized discussion, but otherwise I'll see you guys in a, uh, an auditory way next week. Bye-bye.